This evening's reading is taken from 1 Kings, chapter 19, verses 3 to 9. Elijah was afraid and ran for his life. When he came to Beersheba in Judah, he left his servant there, while he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness. He came to a broom bush, sat down under it, and prayed that he might die. I have had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life. I am no better than my ancestors. Then he lay down under the bush and fell asleep. All at once an angel touched him and said, Get up and eat. He looked around, and there by his head was some bread baked over hot coals and a jar of water. He ate and drank, and then lay down again. The angel of the Lord came back a second time and touched him and said, Get up and eat, for the journey is too much for you. So he got up and ate and drank. Strengthened by that food, he travelled 40 days and 40 nights until he reached Horeb, the mountain of God. There he went into a cave and spent the night. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you. So, as Sue said, I want to share a little bit of my story with you tonight. Um, it's a story I've shared quite frequently at work. Michael, I sound a bit boomy. I'm not sure if it's me. Okay, thanks. Um, I've shared my story quite a bit at work, um, but it's the first time I've shared it in church. Um, this, my story starts back in 2017, so before face masks, before COVID, and some of you might know that I work in HR, so normally for my day job, I've got people coming to see me on a regular basis who wants to talk about some of the difficult issues going on in their lives. Um, some of those conversations are quick, some are really long and really complicated. So back in 2017, I'd probably reached the pinnacle of my career. I was head of HR, and over probably an 18-month period, um, I was under so much pressure at work. I had deadlines coming out of my ears. I had four or five big projects that I was trying to manage. I was working long hours. I was bringing work home pretty much every evening and every weekend. I had lost any sense of work-life balance that I had. The irony is, for my job, I tell people that they've got to have a work-life balance. I help them when they're stressed. And then in the winter of 2018, so throughout that period as the days were getting darker, my mood got darker. And I remember one particular dark, wet day in December. You know the day I mean. It's the one where you get up, it's dark. You go to lunch, it's dark. You come home and it's dark. And I had a particularly horrible meeting with an individual that day where he probably spent the best part of 45 minutes shouting and swearing at me. Once he left my office, he slammed the door as he went, and I just sat at my desk and cried. One of my colleagues came in and asked if I was all right. I said, I'm fine, and left it at that. Sometimes I wonder how I would have responded if my colleague had just pushed it a little bit more and maybe asked another question to follow up. 
in that moment, I recognized probably for the second time in my life, I was entering into some form of depression. I call it depression. I don't know. I was too proud to go to the doctors and ask for help. So it could be burnout. It could be stress. It could be a midlife crisis. Whatever it was, it was a dark season in my life. I think the easiest way to describe it was it was just like a switch went off or a fuse popped. From that period on, I didn't really have any emotions. I was quite angry. I was quite upset. But other than that, that was me. And then in spring 2019, I went to the midweek communion service at the cathedral. And in the moment of silence in that service, I just felt God speak to my heart. And all he said was, Elijah was a man just like you. So it's not really surprising that when Sue asked me to speak tonight, I said, could we have this reading, please? That passage Jenny read earlier is clearly close to my heart. So what I want to do is just share some very brief observations from that text, which I think give insight into our mental health. The first thing I noticed with Elijah and in my life was that there's this period of isolation. Elijah ran for his life. He went for a walk with his servant and then carried on for, on his own for another day. For me, isolation looks like I don't reply to texts, I don't reply to phone calls, I don't reply to emails. It becomes difficult to engage with people who aren't immediate family. For other people, it looks slightly different. The second thing I notice, and this is where Elijah and I differ, is Elijah had suicidal thoughts. I've never had suicidal thoughts, but the conversations that I've had with people over the years, I know that when people are suffering from depression, it's quite common to feel suicidal. Elijah prayed that he might die, and he starts his prayer, take my life. And actually, Elijah's not alone in the Bible. There are lots of other people who pray things like that. What I would say is, if you are having suicidal thoughts, there's hope. Please speak to someone who's been involved tonight. Or if you're joining us online, just reach out to us and request prayer. We'd love to pray with you. And we'd also like to make sure that you've got access to the right support to help you at the moment. The third thing I've noticed from this passage, when I reflect on my mental health and how God's been involved in my healing process, is that when my mental health is poor, I have a warped perception of how God sees me. So as we look at verse 9, God speaks to Elijah, and he says, what are you doing here, Elijah? But I know that when I'm in that downward spiral of poor mental health, I've got an inferiority complex. So actually, I hear God's voice differently. It's, what are you doing here? My warped perception questions my right to come before God. But there's hope. God broke through. I've been healed. I've been restored. I know I still have dark days and I need to watch my mental health. But God can bring hope from our despair. Thank you so much, uh, Jamie, for sharing so honestly and openly 
We'll now uh, sing once again, and then we'll have our time of questions and responses. Thank you so much for what you've already brought to us. And uh, as I say, we won't respond to everything you've brought tonight, but we will try and respond uh, in this coming month and in October. Let's stand and sing about our faithful God.